Hey guys, this is this is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. Um, thanks for putting up with these past two episodes, since I know they aren't what anybody <laughs> expects out of this show. But um, if you liked last episode, this is going to be kind of similar because I am still traveling the world, as it were, when this episode comes out, probably too. Um, but I'm, I wanted to do something regardless, so instead of talking about a show proper, I wanted to talk about maybe bigger concepts. My last one was, my last what my last episode was about the ramifications of a company like Netflix paying as much money as it did for knowing Evangelion to get Evangelion on its service, but any anime on its service, and what that, and what that can spiral out to, and what some of the moves the American anime industry has made could ultimately result in. Um, but this one, I wanted to focus more on creative freedom, and and specifically why creative freedom is important because um the internet has changed since uh since a it started b uh, since in the recent years especially because things like um net neutrality have uh, uh, have been eroded things like things have happened like there is a backlash against any kind of erotic content on sites like tum on sites like Tumblr um a whole, a whole a whole host of things but what got me thinking about this is actually a movie I went to see a couple days ago at the time I'm recording this, at least. And that movie is Into the Spider-Verse. Now, um... I don't... I... I don't usually talk about... Non-anime on this... On this podcast, because I want it to... I want it to be focused at least in one way, and that is... Um... On for focus to be squarely on anime. I have talked about things like Blade Runner and stuff that directly intersects with anime, but I go to see a lot of like I go to see a lot of like the superhero movies that everybody goes to see. But I was particularly excited to go see Into the Spider-Verse since it's for a trailer since it was a triumph of creative freedom. It was someone different being given a it was someone giving a different spin on a very on what is now a very classic concept, which is Spider Man. And it was saying, you know, what if Spider Man didn't have to be uh this black this um white kid from Queens who worked at a newspaper, what if he was a black teenager from Brooklyn who just, like, trying to get his shit together? And it was... 
when I went to see it, the things that struck me were that it was very, that the movie itself made no small effort to be very inclusive. It's, by the end of the movie, you had Spider-Man say anybody can wear the mask, and that's a, that's a huge deal, and that's really important for people who want to see themselves as in superhero in superhero characters and stuff like that. And Spider-Man is a unique opportunity to do that since he wears the mask and he can he can really be anybody. But, um, the thing about, the the primary thing about the movie that I thought was that it was gorgeous, and that it was like no other animated movie I'd, like no other CG animated movie I'd seen, I don't want to say ever, because that seems like a stretch, but it in theaters almost and the reason why i say that is because the people who made this movie were given amazing leeway to come up with a style of animation and a and a art style that is wholly the movie's own it it has this graffiti mixed with cg mixed with anime, mixed with traditional comics feel to it that I that I'd never encountered in a kind of like big budget movie. And then at the end and then the end credits were like this insane triptych of just like, what's some fucked up stuff we can make Spider Man do? What's some fucked up stuff we we can do with a cast of like five different Spider-Men. And it it just... It was... really jaw-droppingly creative. And the... I mean, I rarely sit for the end credits unless I know when some, there's something coming up after. But I just, like, was floored by, like, the insane... <laughs> weird Spider-Man-fueled LSD trip they were just, like, going through for the end credit sequence of the movie. It was really fantastic. But I felt, I felt as strongly about the rest of the visuals of the movie as that. And, I mean, this movie actually inspired me to not only record this podcast, but ultimately um, released the thing that I've been working on for a little bit now that's this big new flashy thing and I will when I'm ready to show it off believe you me I will show it off but um, the thing about this movie is it doesn't happen without a way to without a way to express yourself creatively and that that's where things can get complicated for lack of a better term so 
oftentimes on the internet, you have very creative people who are who, in order to make money at the internet, on the internet, they aim their they aim their pursuits in a certain direction, and to to give you an idea. Uh, this podcast is like that. Is this podcast did not start out like that, but as soon as I got the opportunity to put ads on it, I did. Not because I want to be a billionaire, but because you know, if I could make a couple bucks off of doing something I love, then and I, I do really love doing this podcast for however many people listen to it every every week, then that's a great thing that's a that's a f- i can have fun doing this i can make a little bit of money and everybody wins and but what that does is it trains people to see to to see what is the most profitable and Sometimes people's creativity naturally fits into that fear, but other times people's creativity, people mold their creativity into something that's profitable for that sake. Um, A perfect example is something like this show, or something like any, any kind of... YouTube or podcast or entertainment that focuses squarely on covering entertainment. For example, I I look at how well every episode does and I make note of oh weird, Elreka Seven is super popular. Then I can then if I should maybe do another Elrec- another episode on the second Elreka 7 series at some point. Um, which, true fact, the Elreka 7 episode that I did, which you can find in this podcast feed, is very popular. Um, it's one of my favorite episodes because I, uh, that show is important to me, <laughs> weirdly. But, um,. In order for those pursuits to be possible, you, people need the freedom to do them at all. And what I mean by that is, in the case of Tumblr, Tumblr decided that they were no longer going to play host to any kind of erotica. And that was motivated, it seems in part because they got kicked off the app store because someone was peddling child porn which should never exist because we should we should never be easily peddled anywhere because it is exploitative and a number of other things i know that anime has a weird relationship with adolescent sexuality but nonetheless if real children are being taken advantage of for the purposes of depraved sickos, uh, 
then that should not be allowed on your platform, absolutely. But, and this is an important but, it's a it's a big but, the kind of but that wouldn't be allowed on Tumblr, <laughs> is that should not come at the cost of people expressing something that is not safe for work. Because, and I talked about this on my Etchy episode, it... <sighs> There's far too much stigma around around lewd behavior, basically, because that entertainment can be viable and can be valuable, but and the people who make that entertainment can be are very talented and are very skilled. But because of what they make, because they are quote-unquote pornographers, the wider world shuns them because we've all been told that like you have to be a certain way about sex. And that, that, that's, that's not just true of America, that's true of many, 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 many countries. It, it, it's most true of America, but it is somewhat true in all countries and am I saying that like we should have open sex in the streets no but I'm not but I'm also not saying that we should confine that we should be so ashamed of hey everybody has these feelings everybody does these things there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with expressing that there's nothing wrong with thinking about that am i saying like to the two to the two-year-old down in front of pornhub no but if you know people have those feelings they should be allowed to express them and they should have a way to express them because those feelings those uh, all of those things are also part of the same engine that creates something like Into the Spider-Verse that has the... because that film doesn't happen with... doesn't happen without a level of creative freedom that allows it. And that creative freedom has to be afforded to everything so every avenue can be explored so every so whoever's creating the next great thing has the opportunity to pull from everywhere and that includes things like like street art that includes things that are not safe for work all that stuff and it it's unfortunate that a platform like Tumblr had decided that it doesn't had decided that it wants to clean up his act. If I would if I were a betting man, I would bet that Tumblr is trying to clean up its act so it's sellable. Uh, now they don't want now they cleaning up I should note, they are cleaning up the wrong kind of speech on that platform. 
There is apparently a very big neo-Nazi issue, neo-Nazi white supremacy issue on that platform, and they have done not a whole lot about it. Because I get because if I once again if I were a betting man, I'd bet they're hoping that's not as visible and that they can sell their they can sell their company with that with that problem, but they can't sell their company with a problem of having like relentless amounts of porn on it. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is is that if like you if you are curious about something and you are curious about maybe creating something go find a place to do it um but and you know be safe all that stuff but it's it amazes me how When it amazed me when I saw Into the Spider Verse that it looked it looked it didn't just look like nothing I'd ever seen before. It looked like nothing that many studios had considered possible before. And when you look at a company like Illumination or a company like DreamWorks and the kind of animated movie they're putting out. In comparison to Into the Spider Verse, it 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 feels so. What's the word? It feels so pedestrian. It, it like the movies feel so. They they feel so safe that they are innocuous. That they 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 lack so little punch that is that they are. They have, they have no fight in them, and the no, you know the, the, the 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 last Grinch movie that came out is a perfect example. That was done by Illumination, the people who do the Minions movie, and that movie was. And, and that movie was, for, by all accounts, kind of dragged through the mud because reviewers didn't like it very much. But I didn't even go see it. And the reason what the reason for that was, you take one look at the original design for the Grinch, and he's just like dirty. They have a whole song about how just like kind of vile he is. That's the you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And I was just taken aback by the design that Illumination came settled on because they originally had a much more sinister looking version of the Grinch. Because they made him they made him a green fluff ball instead of this like creature who hates Christmas and Hooves and Whoville and all of it. And they... Something tells me that when you go see that movie, it... 
it's like a declawed version of the Grinch, which nobody wants. I mean, as evidenced by the fact that uh, and the Jim Carrey Grinch was so over the top, and it was just, everybody was like, no, no, that's the Grinch. That is, that is a portrayal of the Grinch. Instead of just being like, no, this is weird. Which, it could have gone that way, and I'm sure it has gone that way. Um, because Buster Rhymes did a theme song for that movie. Um, but, no, so I just, I wanted to kind of talk through the idea of creative freedom and why it's important to have a place for all forms of expression on the internet, whether they be safe for work, whether they be erotic, whether they be whatever. Because too often we allow ourselves to slip into the idea of, like... It, that's okay, that's not okay, when really, it, if someone's doing something, if someone's creating something, it shouldn't be a question of, is it okay or is it not? It should be a question of, you know, why are they making this? What's the point of this? And what is this person trying to get at? Because the second we start saying, hey, this is this is what this should look like at the second we start, we get away from the opportunity to make something that looks like Into the Spider-Verse and we start pumping out more stuff that just looks like you know safe, rote, easy to digest, unlayered you know, simple color palettes, digestible bullshit kids movies and don't get me wrong Into the Spider-Verse is a great animated movie if if you want to take your kid to an animated movie over the holidays but it is also a beautiful work of animation and a beautiful triumphs of what creativity can do when people are given the time and the place to just screw around with any with whatever idea they have to get to a place where they can produce something that's amazing and I, we see that in animation we see that in anime too in the form of sakuga sakuga are the animation cuts that are like the best animation in a given episode or a given show and it is oftentimes the animators just literally letting loose and making the the most beautiful thing they can make and financially sometimes that some are better than most but it's it's still it's still possible to do that stuff. And the way that a studio like Trigger operates now, especially now that they have Patreon, is they operate wholly on, like, what kind of things do we want to make? What kind of things are we capable of making? And they've gotten to a place where if they make something, they, they know they'll be able to license it and put it out into the world. 
And that's... I... I don't always like the way Trigger operates, or the, especially the way that, you know, Trigger fans are so devoted to that studio and they can do no wrong. Um, I don't always like Trigger's shows, but I appreciate the fact that they have given themselves up wholly to this creative to a creative process that gives them the freedom to create what they think is what they think is fun and good and great and if other people do too then great if other people are like this is weird then they're just like this doesn't have to be for you i uh, i guess what i'm trying to say here is that not it's that every single you know hang out on the internet does not need to be for every single person. If, and it, it, because what happens, the things that happen when some place is a place for every single person, is you get a problem like Facebook. Because Facebook tries to be for everyone, and it's simultaneously for no one. And. It, that's because if everyone's there, people are going to try and <clears throat> make money off of that. They're trying to, they're going to try and influence off of that, all of that stuff. And, <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, just because. <clears throat> a social media platform changes in some way to be for a specific group of people, as long as that group of people isn't actively harming other people or actively promoting harm on other people, being aka Nazis and white supremacists and that bullshit, then what's the harm? They're, they're just they're expressing themselves in a creative way. It, it it is a net positive. And on that note, um, if you like this episode, then you can subscribe to this podcast. Um, you can let you you can let your friends know about this podcast. If you didn't like this episode, but you've been listening for a while, don't worry. This is not the norm. Um, this. Usually I talk more directly about anime than this. Um, but still, you know, subscribe. Check out the next couple episodes, see if you like it. Um, and I'm assuming this is now 2019 when I'm talking to you, so Happy New Year. Um, <clears throat> and I, until next time, I will talk to you later.